It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hi, and welcome to the show. Today, my guest is Itai Beck, CEO of Follows. Follows is a new sales enablement tool designed to help salespeople make an impact with content. And Itai, thanks for joining me today. Thank you very much, Andy. I'm uh, honored to be uh, on your podcast series. Oh, thank you very much. So take a minute to introduce yourself, if you could. You know, what, what does Follows do and who are the customers for it? So, uh, yeah, I might, well, you said my name, but uh, I'm the co-founder, one of the three co-founders, and I'm the CEO of uh, Follows. It's a... Uh, uh, what we call a sales development platform. It is grounded in content, and the idea here is to bring value to prospects uh, through their buyer's journey, enrich their buyer's journey, and at the same time provide deep insights to the sellers so they can focus and respond fast to the, the most engaged people. Okay, all right. So how did you get into sales? I mean, you, you're sort of an engineer by background, right? I am an engineer. Um, and, and I can say that my, the, the first half of my career, I was uh, really in engineering and project management and uh, was very tied into, uh, you know, really kind of a state of the art top, uh, top level technology. And then it's some and this was mostly in, in, in a military kind of uh, settings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at some point I, I joined the, the, the business scene and uh, very quickly I wanted to be part of the business side of the house and not that much in engineering. And I think uh, one of the causes for this is because uh, for me, uh, what I value a lot is relationships with people and you know the ability to uh, help someone. Uh, so, so business is, is, is much about that. It's not only about, uh, from my perspective, uh, solving a techno- uh, technical challenge, but it's also about solving an actual problem. Uh, so I, I joined a... a early stage startup that that time that was my first startup and uh, I was I became a, a one of the VPs there and my job was to build the pre-sales function uh, for that uh, for that company it was called Kagor Networks and um, I, I started building a worldwide team of uh, 15 people or, or so and um, sales, we were, en- sales engineers sales engineers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing uh, pre-sales and post-sales and uh, partner enablement and field training. And um, I was also doing the sales ops. You know, Salesforce.com was very new at that time. And mm-hmm. we did that. Um, so that was kind of my very first um, experience with everything to do with sales. We were, of course, we're working extremely closely with the sales team and uh, we're, we're kind of uh, jointly headed to, to win deals. And was there a moment you can remember where you learned like what selling was like there was this you know, lesson you learned, some interaction with a customer. It's like sort of an aha moment. OK, this is what sales is. Um, well, the, the two things that come uh, come about, one of them is that always looking at uh, salespeople is uh, somewhat magicians, right? Uh, <laughs> at some point they have. Uh, this capability of translating uh, a conversation into a deal. 
Um, but but you know, kind of uh, gradually, but but pretty uh, clearly, it became very clear to me that a deal would be way better off uh, signed if there was an actual value that was presented and delivered to to the customer. And because once you do that, it's it's unlike you know you're not selling a car, you're you're selling a piece of technology. It's going to be uh, built into the customer's uh, infrastructure for their operations. You're gonna, it, it's it's somewhat of a marriage. And, mm-hmm. and if there's no fit, it's gonna it's gonna explode at some point. And some and sometimes it did explode. Uh, it did explode when, for instance, uh, we were overselling or uh, we promised all kinds of stuff that was not even close to what we were able to uh, deliver. Then then explode. But when we actually uh, were able to um, provide technology and advisory and build trust and uh, be there for them when they needed us. That that resulted in a very uh, long-term uh, relationship. So then, how did that lead to follows? Um, I, I think you know the 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 two um, the two major components that uh, I, you know, I, let me talk about the two major core values that we cultivated among the team. Uh, one of them is that whenever you interact with, with, a, with a prospect, um, there has to be a, a, a knowledge transfer there. There has to be guidance you, you bring to your customer, which starts with understanding their specific problem in, in, on the business side and on the technical side. You have to understand it very thoroughly. Many times, uh, my you know my my sales engineers would come to me and say, "Hey, they need this and that feature, or they they need the, this and that capacity," and I would I would kind of insist on what exactly, how exactly is their network configuration looking like? What exactly is it that they're trying to do? What's their service going to be? Uh, and based on that, come back with a technical solution which would match best the, uh, their needs. So the idea here of building, uh, of transferring and delivering knowledge, which many times is transferred by using content and the right content for the, for the specific need, that was one core value that we cultivated. And the second one was responsiveness. Like if, if a prospect and later on if it's a customer, they're asking for something. They're sending you an email. Respond. Don't wait. Uh, and I'm not saying jump on them and, and freak them out, but but rather respond in a respectful way. Even if you don't have time at the moment, they were asking for something. Tell them, okay, I got it. I'm going to work on this. I need to do a little research. I'm going to come back to you in a day or two. And and you you help with that. You give them a little bit of uh, peace of mind that you are working for them. You're helping them. You are going to help them. And, and it's, these two kind of things were, were core values that we cultivated and eventually um, uh, eventually leading to many uh, trust relationships and, and many, many great deals. Now, how is that connected to follows? Um, I, I want to say maybe something more about uh, my, my last job before I, I founded follows was at uh, Juniper Networks that mm-hmm. acquired my, my first startup. And my last job there, I was leading go-to-market strategy for for kind of a big portion of the enterprise business, uh, kind of a quarter of a billion dollars a year, and and you know we brought Deloitte and we tried to analyze and understand what is it that is going to translate the great products that we had at Juniper, which many times were the leader products in the market, 
to a much larger uh, market share. And, and they came back with a lot of different, um, a lot of different uh, recommendations, but, but one of them was about the alignment of messaging and, and everything that is, is uh, supporting the message all the way from corporate to sale, but really to the actual specific use case. There's so many times where, you know, I went to uh, uh, support the, the teams in the field and I saw that they were struggling with, with not understanding enough what does it really mean when we say something from, from the corporate message uh, top line? What, what does it mean for the customer? How do they connect it to a customer, a customer problem? Right, so they're having a hard time translating what I... Yeah. I call this problem. They, they couldn't translate the marketing message into a sales message. Right, right. Uh, that, that would resonate with the customer problem. Exactly. And, yeah. Um, so what we, we, we've done with, with, with follows is, uh, you know, basically it's a very, it's a very simple and, and, and yet that, that I think that's what makes it very powerful. It's a very simple tool, which allow you to, number one, um, collect pieces of content that make sense in, in a specific context. So the context could be, let's say your customer is building a data center, okay? And, and you have a specific solution to tell them about the data center. What many times happens is that you actually make your customer work very hard to understand what is it that you're gonna sell them and how you're gonna solve the problem. Instead, what you can do is you can collect a few pieces of content that make it a whole story come together and and um, and provide service to your prospect to uh, avoid the need to search for all that and also if it's together it's kind of built in a way that it's in context they see that they learn that it's one place for them to come and see what's what's uh, in there and there are very busy people, so we also respect their um, their their you know kind of a busy schedule. So if you give them like uh, the collection of the content they need in one place, they can also share internally across their own team to build their own consensus. You already uh, given so much value in in the process, and then on top of it, once they start interacting with those, we call them content boards. These are uh, highly visual, beautiful pages, web pages that really have uh, relevant content. The content could be uh, videos and files and uh, links to maybe even a, a blogger article that is supporting your, your message and so on. But once people interact with that, you get actual signals that something, somebody is in there and doing this and that. And that may mean for you a good time to interact with them and, and kind of interject into the conversation. When, many times what we do is we send emails with a lot of PDFs and links and, and whatnot. Uh, number one, we don't know what's, what's going on with that. And even if we have a way to track email openings, which is uh, a, a pretty common uh, and, and commodity kind of uh, uh, technology these days, what does it mean if somebody opened the email? Maybe if they just did a preview on their Outlook, what does it mean? But if they went and spent time in the content, interacting with that, that's a very strong signal. That might be a good signal for you to, um, uh, to offer them help at that stage, and they would be more open to this. And this would translate to building a better trust relationship with the prospect and eventually advancing to the next stage and next one after that and so on. Right. So really, for people sort of trying to conceptualize this, of hearing about this for the first time is, and correct me if I'm wrong as I sort of summarize this, is 
what follows, and just so people know if they listening and hadn't seen this online, it's F-O-L-L-O-Z-E.com, follows.com, is it's like you're creating a, a personal portal, web portal, for right. a prospect that you can populate with, as you said, various types of content, information, whether it's a video, a you know, PDF, a, you know, link to a website or you know, Word document, whatever you have that that is you you structure in such a way to create a, you know a compelling story for for the prospect that helps them understand at a greater level of depth exactly what the solution that you're providing to them is going to do for them. Uh, absolutely, and and I think from uh, from point of view of a business process, uh, we created tools that allow you to do that at a massive scale. So, it, you know, I don't expect every salesperson and, and you know, our, our main targets, our main, I mean, our main uh, uh, customers usually use it in the, in the process of prospecting. Either they're doing inbound qualification of leads or they're doing uh, outbound campaigning. Uh, I don't expect every salesperson and, and every SDR to, to go around and craft a, a web portal for, for a customer. But uh, I do expect them to be able to pick from a library that was predefined uh, and match it to the target audience. So they can, they can, if they want to send it to a specific lead that they were in conversation with and uh, they that told them about a specific need, they pick the right uh, portal uh, archetype and based on that, send them and it's very, it, it's automatically personalized to that specific lead. Or if they're doing an outbound campaign, just kind of a pick a list of leads and send it out uh, as multiple links, and each and every one of those leads will get their own personal version of this. It all connected on Salesforce.com, including all the signals are coming back and popping up on Salesforce, so they know as they are working in um, uh, processing the leads, they they know who is now deserving more attention and when and so on. Excellent. Yeah. So, and this is not just something that's purely for. You know, big enterprise. I mean, this is something that small, medium-sized enterprises can use equally as effectively, and they're selling too. Right. We, yeah, absolutely. We we see uh, a, a variety of different uh, customer use it in in a whole different set of uh, shapes and sizes and and, and industries. Um, when it comes to the uh, larger companies, uh, usually they have more established sales development processes or field marketing processes that support sales. It's very, uh, many times it's very close. And, and in those cases, what they struggle with is that uh, relying on, on the big marketing machines that, that, that do a tremendous job in, uh, you know, drip campaigns and, uh, you know, nurturing people that come to your website and so on, that's not enough. They need to have something which is for the stage after that, which is how do you communicate actual value with advanced content that is related to a specific need, uh, either in the context of inbound or outbound. And this is exactly what we shine because it gives sales teams a tool that their buyers feel like it's at the same level of quality of communication, like if it came from marketing. Marketing usually do tremendous job at uh, communicating in a, in a high finesse. Mm -hmm. It comes to sales, many times it's kind of uh, going back to the caves. <laughs> Boring, long emails, bunch of links and, um, and PDFs, 
and and uh, phone calls that lead nowhere. And and I, I believe I've, I've seen many customers of us, and I believe it's true in many places also where I was in in the past. Many of those calls just go nowhere. Uh, many people just lose and miss a lot of opportunities because they're not communicating properly the value proposition and they do not know who to follow up with when and when. And, and these things are we solve for, for either small or larger company. Okay. Well, great. Well, let me pose a hypothetical situation for you and, and I'll come back and get your answer after the break. And it's a standard question I'm asking all my guests that uh, provides uh, fodder for conversation as we come back after the break. So um, here's the scenario. You've been hired as a new sales manager at a company whose sales have kind of stalled, become a little stagnant. They're in a hurry to turn things around really quickly. What two things would you do in the first week that would have the biggest impact? And we'll talk about that after the break. Stay with us after the break as we talk with Etai Beck, CEO, co-founder of Follows, about their great sales engagement tool. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Andy. Connect and Sell is used by sales reps at nearly 1,000 companies, including hundreds of technology startups and several Fortune 500 companies, to overcome the challenges of getting prospects on the phone. Companies using Connect and Sell grow their revenues faster by enabling their sales reps to have more sales conversations in 90 minutes than they could otherwise achieve in an entire week. Connect and Sell can be deployed directly to your sales reps, or you can take advantage of their outbound on-demand service, which delivers qualified prospect meetings scheduled directly on your sales reps' calendars. Visit connectandsell.com to learn more about how Connect and Sell can start filling your pipeline today. And welcome back. My guest today is Itai Beck, CEO of Follows. You can check them out at follows, that's F-O-L-L-O-Z-E.com. So, Itai, welcome back. And so, Thank let's, you. let's spend a minute and answer the question I posed before the break. You're a new manager, new sales manager. A company with sales have sort of stagnated, stalled. You have one week to make an impact. What are the two things you would do that first week that would have the biggest impact? I, I think um, one of the first things I would do is uh, learn the numbers. Try to understand where do we fail, right? Like um, look at across the funnel and see where's the dropout and understand what exactly is the number one problem that, that we have and have a conversation with the team uh, to lead all of us to uh, believe that this is the number one problem. Mm -hmm. right? uh, once we all believe that this is the problem, I think now we we solve that specific one. Like for instance, if we see that the the worst thing we have is uh, is is a, a very bad conversion between incoming leads and um, and and opportunities, that's a different problem than uh, we having great opportunities and great demos and whatever, but we we don't see closures. Uh, so you have to treat them. Uh, very very differently. That's why I think we have to first understand what exactly where exactly in the funnel is is the problem. So that's that's the number one thing I, I, I would do, and and then based on that I would look into what's the what's the next step. So your second step you'll do determine based on what your success of your first step is. Fair enough. All right. So let's get back to follows for a second. So how does you know a sales leader or you know CEO how do they evaluate the ROI on follows? 
So you know, when 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 you talk with uh, with with sales leaders and CEOs, uh, of course, everybody is interested in more sales, right? Um, and everybody is um, is promising more sales. I mean, all vendors promise more sales, and which which is fine. And there are more than one technique on how to to do this. Uh, usually, when we talk about I'll give you a simple example. One one of the one of the capabilities we have is those deep insights that come in front of your face, which allow you to uh, close the loop very very fast. There's more than one uh, research that is showing that the um, that the the response time is is crucial in order to convert leads uh, because people are so busy, because people have very uh, short span of attention. If you approach them like like after a few days uh, from the point when they expressed any uh, interest, you, you're probably waking up a dead body. They, they don't even remember that they expressed the, the right. uh, interest to them. But if you do it in the first day, maybe in the first hours or even minutes, you have a whole different level of, of chance. It could be like, like, I don't know, 10 times better, sometimes 100 times better. So... Um, when you, when you take this uh, idea, and, and what we say is that we're not just giving you noisy signals of you know, um, you know, all kinds of things that happen with the customer. No, they actually spend time in learning your content. That's a pretty deep and strong signal. If you latch on that one, even if the prospect has not expressed a specific um, intentional uh, need to uh, to be to be contacted, and and they can do that as well on our platform. But if even if they did not, you can actually interact with them, and most probably going to be most more open to that, and your likelihood to convert is is going to be much higher. Now, how is that translating? Let's say you uh, convert one more lead every month. What right? what does it worth to you? Most people would tell me. Uh, one more, one more qualified leads is, is, let's say, I don't know, five hundred dollars a month. Uh, sorry, five hundred dollars a lead, or or uh, to a thousand dollars, depending on the on the company business, and and so on. Uh, so if if you believe that by applying this technique, that allows you to uh, provide highly targeted content, a story, a message to specific uh, leads and then be able to respond to the ones which are most relevant. So you can salvage at least one more lead every month. That's probably already worth to you 500 to to $1,000 um, a month, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what if we are able to convert 10 more leads? What does that worth you? So th I think that discussion is very, very simple in the, at, that, at that point. Yeah, and what you're talking about, just so again, so people who haven't seen your type of product before can conceptualize it is is when you're talking about how they engage with the content is you're getting the analytics back so that if you on this personalized portal you've got let's say a powerpoint presentation you're able to track not only have they opened the presentation but i believe you're up aren't you able to track down to like the specific slide level what they're looking at we we can look into a specific content piece and how how long did they uh spend time on that one uh, it could be in in a video, it could be in a document, um, and and usually it's it's not only about you know when when people talk about analytics, 
uh, many times we're thinking about all kinds of fancy dashboards, which is which is usually something which is very relevant for marketers. What we do is we create events, and those events come as notifications that pop up, and they pop up in the right place. They pop up on top of your Salesforce uh, console. They pop up even on your iOS uh, mobile. They pop up wherever you want it. So you don't have to go proactively and check and see what did they see, what did they do. No, it's actually coming up as a prepackaged notification that tells you, hey, this and that person just spent two, three minutes reading your stuff. It might be a good time to interact with yeah, them. Yeah, a prospect that you sent a proposal to two weeks ago that you hadn't heard from, suddenly they're looking at the proposal again or two people within the organization are looking at the proposal, pick up the phone and call them. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you're... you're you know, CEO of a company with, you know, innovative new product. I mean, you're sort of creating a category or a niche within a category. So what are the two or three things that, that you, from your perspective, are sort of most important that you need to accomplish to sort of establish yourself and, you know, build momentum within this marketplace? So I, I think um, definitely uh, build awareness that, that sales success <clears throat> is I mean people understand that, but but build awareness that with this kind of a, of a platform, sales can latch on not only on higher productivity, which is an operational excellence step that you have to take, but also uh, be able to uh, to create way more impact in the marketplace because you're changing the way that the buyers would perceive the journey with you. And that is something that we see that was not uh, that much addressed uh, so far with many of the existing platforms. Uh, there's a lot of emphasis in the market right now in productivity. And I think the reason for that is because the uh, competitive landscape becoming uh, harder for everybody and the funnel becoming wider, the conversion low are, are, uh, are, are I think, lower. And uh, people... Uh, do a lot of uh, people invest a lot of their time and money and efforts in order to get more calls, more emails, just kind of a play the, the number game, just increase the numbers. And what we're saying here, yeah, increasing the numbers is is something you have to do. There's no doubt about it, but there's there's a there's a limit to that. What you have to do also is change the impact, and that would change the con uh, the conversion ratio uh, from its. Uh, I think it's a, it's a strategic change versus an operational change. And that is something that we have to actually um, educate in some, in some cases, uh, some customer that it's, in, it's a new concept. And uh, so, so, you know, kind of bring about that kind of an idea that's, that's very much important for us. And, and what we're really focused on is um, on, on customer success, getting our first uh, few tens of customers that, that we have today uh, to be highly successful with their uh, inbound and outbound uh, sales development, and uh, and with that, build more credibility in the marketplace uh, for us, and get to the next customer, and then the one after that, and so on. Build like credible case studies, uh, number numbered proof points, and so on. Yeah, I mean, you're really talking about a a um, what could be, I mean, a real sales productivity improvement tool, which is as you sort of alluded to earlier, is you know. I think there's so many too many broad definitions of productivity and sales productivity. I mean, if you mm-hmm. look at productivity itself, it's it's you know a measured unit of output per unit of input, right? So, right. Right. you know, what is that input? And as you talked about, it's really time. 
right, is, is this is a tool to help your salespeople be more productive with the time they're investing in their sales. And that's worth investigating. And I think it's uh, it starts with the fact that uh, it it brings more productivity to the buyers because the buyers need to invest less time to understand what is it that you're trying to sell them and less time into understanding how to solve the problem. So that the, 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 I think the foundation of our theory here is that if we bring that value to the buyer, which is a better productivity and, and better value overall, we can help salespeople bring value at every touch point and every uh, one of the touch points with their uh, with their buyers, in which case it would translate to uh, to more productivity in, in your own sales uh, process. So it's a win-win situation that uh, you can you can uh, achieve by using that kind of a concept. Okay, great. Good information. So let's move into the last segment of the show, what I call Sales Corner. We're going to talk about, uh, I'm going to give you some rapid-fire questions. You can give me one-word answers or multiple-word answers, but uh, sort of stream of consciousness a little bit. So First question is, what's the most powerful sales tool in your own arsenal? So we, we're using Salesforce.com as, I mean, that's the ultimate thing you have to do. You have to have a CRM to be able to log and track and see what's going on and manage the stuff. So I think that's that's the foundation. The foundation is a CRM. Okay. What's your definition of value in sales? Value, uh, so, so value is the ability to... Uh, uh, if you bring value to your buyer, meaning that you gave them something that they have not had before, like like you help them do something they have not been able to do before, either they move faster, they save costs, they they do something better. Um, you actually being given the value, and the value starts from the from the very process of interacting with you, right? Even if you tell them, hey, this is a way for you to look at your problem, right? Here are some ideas on how you can actually. Uh, look at your problem and uh, and and solve it. That mm. that's value on 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 even in the process itself. Okay, who's your sales role model? My sales role model. Let's see. I'm looking at multiple uh, different ones. I think I, I like a lot of what uh, Jill Rowley is talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, as she's talking a lot about. I mean, she she comes from background of both marketing and and sales. And talks a lot about a lot the the uh, the value the, the the significance of content, and and the value. Uh, she quotes a lot the challenger sales model, which is about how you uh, uh, lead your customer and be, uh, and become an, an an advisor to them. So I, I think she's one that that I, I many times actually quote and and uh, and talk about in my in my discussions with with our customers. Okay, what's the one book? That every salesperson should read. Oh, there's a book. Uh, forgive me for not. Uh, oh, this is this is the sales formula. I, I just forgot the. Uh, let me just pull it out. The book is called The Sales Acceleration Formula by Mark uh, Roberts, uh, who was the number one salesperson at uh, HubSpot. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's a beautiful uh, piece that that's you know starts with. Uh, uh, you know how do you hire salespeople and how you train them and 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 so on. I, I think this is this is a very viable uh, book. That's okay. Uh, the sales acceleration for Mark Roberge. Yes. Yeah. So, what's your favorite music to listen to to psych yourself up before an important sales call? Huh. Um, so, one of my favorite uh, music uh, altogether uh, is an is, it's an old 
I mean, I'm 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 old enough to say that uh, it, it's Dire Straits. Yeah. Okay. Mark Knopfler, and I'm sure. going to I'm going to his show on, in on September 18th. Uh, it's one to me. It's one of the most beautiful classic things that I could listen to. It it would inspire me to do anything. All right. Perfect. What's the first sales activity that you do every day? Uh, look at uh, my uh, open opportunities and leads and see uh, who should I be interacting with uh, based on signals or tasks or whatever and then just I would just pick up the phone and make calls. What do you do to keep fit and healthy? Um, I try to, uh, well, my diet is pretty, uh, it's pretty strict. Uh, you know, I, I kind of uh, shy away from uh, animal food and I uh, keep, you know, like whole uh, whole grains and, and things like that. And I, I'm, I'm pretty strict about that. And then I try to actually exercise a few times a week. I can say that this became a very challenging uh, task when I became a CEO of a, of a young startup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your, t- your time is not always your own. No. Well, that's good. Well, thank you, Ita. I thank you for taking the time to join us today. Where can people learn more about Follows? So they can co- uh, go to our website. They can always uh, send me uh, an email to uh, etai at follows.com. And uh, they can chat with us on the website. And we'd love to interact with them for sure. All right, perfect. So for people listening, remember that you have to make it a part of your day every day to deliberately learn something new to help you amp up your business. And I think we helped you with that today. So until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guest, visit my website at andypaul.com.